This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We did have a little general manager speaking news, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a place you and I might be familiar with on Long Island. Ohika Castle was hosting a golf charity event. Ohika Castle out on Long Island. And there was Joe Shane on the uh, eve of rookies showing up to training camp. Uh, I found this a little bit interesting because Paul Schwartz wrote about this in the post. That Shane, you know, has a sense of nervousness ahead of, uh, you know, this summer. Which is going to be important. Which... Mm-hmm. I guess I, I like, I like that he's caring about the nervousness of this whole thing, but yeah, you know, again, he's put together the team. There's not many more nerves you need to have, but he essentially took another roundabout shot at Gettleman and the salary cap by saying, we feel really good about, you know, we've improved the roster and I'm paraphrasing within the parameters we had to work with, which was a way of saying we thought Gettleman's roster sucked for the most part, put us up against the cap, but we improved the roster enough. So now, bird's eye view. The Giants don't have James Bradbury anymore. Clearly, this is a secondary in transition. Still have Xavier McKinney, Dory Jackson. They got rid of Logan Ryan. Uh, the wide receiver room seems bigger, well-stacked. Offensive line, better. Do you think, because it's funny, last year the Giants entered the season with somewhat expectations. Do you think as rookies enter training camp, you look at the Giants, team on paper off of the offseason they had and we don't go go in the depth with the depth chart and stuff there's other podcasts for that but do you feel as a Giants fan like Joe Shane improve the roster off a team that was picking again you know right there at the top of the draft oh yeah no absolutely I I think they address a, a lot of key needs look I look back at the defense and there were people like you that went into last season saying the Giants could have this elite defense and it didn't work out that way and now they go out and they oh, they were they were better. Hold on, they were better after the first month uh, of the season. Okay, I thought she, Graham tinkered too much early on. Sure, but they were. I'm not. I don't even think they were elite going into the year. They certainly, when you look at it totality wise for the full season, you cannot say they were an elite defense. Are you willing to admit that? Oh, they weren't elites. The wrong word. Uh, Which word did you use? But you use the word. They, elite. they probably overachieved in 2020 and okay. came back to the means in 2021. But I, you know, again. 20, if I could go back and play Monday morning court, and that's the wrong word, right? Revisionist history. Hindsight. Right. They entered that COVID season of 2020 with everybody assuming the defense would be awful and the offense would score a lot of points. And again, their division stunk, and that was a lot of the reason they were in it. But they're an Evan Ingram catch versus Philly away from being a 7-9 and team that wins the division because their defense was really good and overachieved and their offense wasn't. And last year... I just I assumed the defense would be better. Now the defense got better. Remember, they played well versus Kansas City. They had their moments versus Tampa. All these Chiefs losses. were kind of broken at the time, though, Sean. The uh, Chiefs you know, it's easy to say that, but right after that, the Chiefs heated up. So why couldn't they heat up versus the Giants at that time? They could have, but at that time, they caught the Chiefs. I thought at the right time. 
That I only a- say that because clearly they let Teddy Bridgewater march up and down the field yeah. on him a week one. Week two, right. they couldn't stop Taylor Heineke in a game they should have won. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Who did we lose to week three? That drove me nuts, too. That was another game I thought they should have won, and I blocked it out of my head. That's going to really bother me. Uh, it was a team that I thought they should have beaten, and they didn't, and that sent me into uh, a deep despair. And then week four, of course, with the Saints, mm, you know, Bend but don't break. They end up winning the game in overtime, and yeah. then the wheels fall off with offensive injuries versus Dallas. But that's essentially the game, and that's really gonna tick me off. That I don't remember week three's game now. It was, it was damn it. All right, we'll move on. Well, I'll find that. But yes, the the defense sucked earlier in the year. You know, whatever it was with Patrick Graham, and now with Wink Martindale is going to be aggressive. I just I who's the second corner on this team? Is it Aaron Robinson, the third round pick from last year? Darnay Holmes still in the slot. Um, you can't expect Cordell Flott, a guy who's going to re, you know report tomorrow, a fourth round pick. I I, I don't know. I, I I just I don't see it with the secondary this year. This feels like a defense that you're going to ask a lot from Kayvon Thibodeau. I think Ojolari will be better. I think the pass rush will be good, not great yet. Leonard Williams, I expect, you know, solid year. But I, I think this is a defense going to give up you know, 28, 30 points a game and be the reason they're losing games this year. Yeah, and and, re- and real quick, because I know people are screaming right now, and the week three was the Falcons, the game-winning field goal, the one That's where Mara right. kicked the car- garbage can, apparently. That's right. That, game. that was the Good game. call. That's right. Um, yeah, no, I think the addition to Kayvon, to me, the Giants were lacking a guy on defense that can make plays, a playmaker, a guy that could kind of take the attention away from other players on the defense, they got, they got that. So to me, that was a, a monster acquisition or draft pick there from Shane, because that's really what the defense was lacking. Got to get after the quarterback, take the attention away. Now it'll open up things for Leonard Williams off a down year. So to me, that right there is fine. Neil, of course, I'm sure weekend callers and night calls at the fan are, are going to be giddy because they got, they built up the offensive line. Somebody to, oh, you know what? to give them time. That was obviously a point of need for sure. And, let, and let's pause real quick on that note for a second, yeah. because you and I both work at WFAN host shows on WFAN. Yeah. You produce a, you know, one of the big shows on WFAN. Let me tell you something right now. There is going to be a major difference. And this is no offense. I'm sorry to some of our subscribers from, Hardcore Giants fans that understand the way the offseason worked and hardcore Giants fans that are also WFAN hardcore callers, maybe first before they even are Giant fans. They're, they, they're WFAN fans before they're Giant fans. And the reason I bring that up, I really believe you are going to get the calls early in the season if the offensive line gets off to a sluggish start and don't look a lead out the gate, which they probably won't. It's going to no, take a little not. time to gel. Glowinski, Neil, these guys they've added in here now. Uh, Feliciano, who knows if Josh Azudo is a guy who starts at guard. Well, you know, Max Garcia. They have all these new names and new faces. If that offensive line is giving up some sacks earlier in the year, you mark my words, WFAN will be filled with callers. Same G, uh, new GM, doesn't matter. They still can't fix the O-line. There will be an unfortunate lack of patience, specifically from the WFA and caller base of Giants fans that I think will misrepresent how the Giant fan base feels in general. Yeah. And in a lot of ways, it's a tired narrative too, because you saw, I mean, it was like, we don't back in the day when the Giants didn't have a linebacker right now, we saw Russell Wilson with no offensive lines in Seattle, make magic. A lot of times a great quarterback can sort of, right the wrongs of a bad offensive line. I get in the Super Bowl when Mahomes' offensive line was banged up. The Bucks took care of him. But that was also a 
excellent defense that got healthy at the right time and took them out to the woodshed. But this this idea that they have to have this great, great offensive line, you have to have a good, solid, serviceable offensive line, and you could win games in the NFL. But you're right. If they get off to a bad start and the offense isn't clicking, on the fan, you will hear a lot of callers saying the offensive line, the offensive line. And it's just, it's not always the offensive line. Like I said, it's just sort of a tired narrative. Yeah, and I, well, let me just say this. That to me, despite me already laying the groundwork of excuses early in the year, because I will be patient with them. I, this is going to be sounding completely opposite of what I was just preaching. That is the most important part of viewing Joe Shane's job this year with as excited and giddy as we will be over cave on Thibodeau with perhaps the giddiness of, Hey, this receiver group, if they stay healthy, which is still a big, if they yep. drafted this Wendell Robinson, as he fit with Tony and yada, 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 it's the offensive line that will be the focal point of how we judge Joe Shane. So if I was Joe Shane at Ohika castle on a Monday, I'd be a little nervous too, because this is a fan base for the better part of a decade who feels like they've had one of the worst five offensive lines in football and, and has always now left the door open and excuses for poor quarterback play to always blame it on the offensive line. Can we figure this out? Can we make sure the old line's in good enough shape that whatever happens with Daniel Jones and if they move on to draft the quarterback next year, that the next quarterback or perhaps Daniel Jones if he takes off this year, again, 5% chance that happens. This is you know something that's supported. We can just stop talking about it. How refreshing would that be? To argue about other things, argue about clock. I would love to argue about clock management with head coaches and not argue about offensive line play all year. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and you alluded to it earlier, Shane, I mean, he was handed chicken, you know, one has got to make chicken salad. What Gettleman did to this franchise is just the absolute worst. He has set them back and now they have to be there in a situation where they have to dig out of this hole and it's not going to happen overnight. Daniel Jones, I think we agree, is not the answer. There, There is a long process here to get the Giants back to, I know it's cliche, but giant football, the giant way, right? right? They throw that a lot. A lot, a lot of people in, inside the building throw that out there. And Gettleman just put them in a really bad spot. So Shane, I think he did some nice steps here, first year, but drafts, we know. We could sit there and say he had a great draft, but what does that mean? Nothing. I mean, if we could right. say he had a horrible draft, then it could end up being great. But I think he addressed the positions of need. Right. We never know what a player is going to work out, but the positions of need were addressed. And now you hope that they can perform. Yeah. Which is going to lead me to kind of nerd out and geek out, which is more my style when it comes to the giant roster than Tommy's style. But bear with me for a second. Rookies enter training camp this year. And I I just want to caution everybody on something. We love the NFL draft. It's become one of the like the crown jewel events of the sporting year uh, where, and again, I watch. More college football, I would say, than a fair amount of Giants fans. I just, Mm -hmm. I've gotten accustomed to it working at CBS Sports. I love it. I can't get enough of it gambling on it. Great, the whole deal. Um, When we go in depth on the draft, I think there becomes this unrealistic expectations that, like, you've nailed seven starters in the draft. That that suddenly this is going to be this huge you know, turning off point. And I'm, I'm excited about the draft class in general, but remember the giants need to accomplish two things in this draft. Number one, not screw up the fact that they had two picks inside the top seven, because those guys need to be elite starters. And we'll get to them in a second in Neil and Thibodeau. And number two, the giants need to start drafting well on the back end, not for like the elite starter talent, forget about that for a second, but just, quality depth for when guys get hurt, you can plug and play a starter. You know, they take this Micah McFadden late in the draft. Is that a guy, forget being a future starting linebacker. If he does that, great. 
But you can't expect that. A guy that, you know, if Blake Martinez goes down for a game or two, can he step in and not kill you? And the reason I say that is on a lot of the Giants' salary cap problems at the end of the Reese era, tied into Gettleman, how many times are you signing special teamers to contracts? I mean, uh, sign you know signing depth pieces just to to more money than you'd be paying rookies on rookie contracts because the Giants were just so bad at building yeah. that way. So can this be a drift? Could Joe Shane have found those guys depth wise where? If you get out of the first three rounds where those are where you really want your starters, can you find a decent starter? Maybe it's Daniel Bellinger, the tight end. Maybe it's Dane Belton, the safety down the road. But can these guys just be quality depth pieces that don't kill you? You know, the Giants need more guys like a guy who's going to end up starting this year. Julian Love was a late pick that ended up being, you know, now a pretty solid safety, but a good depth piece for a lot of years. The Giants need to come out of this as the rookies report with like that sign of they're not just flat out missing. And the reason I'm cautioning everybody on this is, Two polar opposite GMs. We didn't like Jerry Reese at first, but everybody loved him early on. And what Jerry Reese gets credited all the time with was the Super Bowl 42 championship team, that draft class, that draft class, that draft class. Yep. If you'll allow me to indulge in comparing this Giants draft class to that draft class, that draft class in hindsight, yeah, contributors that were key to one run specifically, two of them to two runs or three of them, overall not that great a draft class. So Aaron Ross was their first round pick. Wasn't that great a first-round pick? Two-time champion, filled the purpose at corner, but wasn't like a star corner. Steve Smith, injuries derailed him, but that's a great second-round pick for a while. He has a huge catch in that final drive, Super Bowl 42. Huge. We didn't get a 10-15 year career out of Steve Smith. He still had injuries. Jay mm-hmm. Alford has the big sack. We all remember it in Super Bowl 42, but again, did nothing after that. Zach Diossi, you took a guy in the fourth round to be your long snapper forever. Okay, fine. It's a fourth round pick. Kevin Boss had his moments, but again, injuries. We barely saw him after a couple of years. And then Ahmad Bradshaw was the big one, the seventh round pick that became, you know, a cornerstone running back. Michael Johnson at a moment. But Overall, a draft class was fun. See what I'm talking about, though? Like, that's not a star-studded draft class. No, it's not very sexy, but it's guys that contributed to championship yes. teams and came up with the and big moments, lunch pails kind of guys. For yes, sure. and yeah. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you would like yeah. – the Giants better get more – the point is I'm saying is we value that draft class of 07 is like, can you believe, you know, what that led to a Super Bowl? And that's true, but the Giants better be getting better quality players than that. Like, I better I, – I want 10 years of Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal. And I want either, you know, Wendell Robinson or Josh Dezudu. Sure. Like, these guys, I want them around a long time. But if that's the basis for a great class, uh, temper your expectations as rookies start here about how great the Giants did in this draft. We have a long way to go. Now, maybe Shane's just hit it out of the park when have this insane draft. It'll be awesome. And on the other side, let's look at get Because, again, I'm bringing this up because this was Shane's first rookie class that's reporting. How about Gettleman's first draft oh, class, Tommy? Saquon... Saquon in the first round. Yep. Will Hernandez in the second round. Who they people loved two, coming out, but yeah. Right, yeah. and I did too, but ended up, you know, let's face it, he's a bust. Yep, he's a bust. Guy. You could have flipped it around, and this could have been a draft where if you wanted running back guard, you could have had Quentin Nelson in the first round and Nick Chubb in the second round. Think sure. about that. Yeah. Barkley and Hernandez. Then you go Lorenzo Carter, who just never put it together. You drafted him for potential. Fine player. Like, fine. I would classify him as just simply fine. But yeah, fine. when counted on to be a number one pass rusher, he was never going to be that. B.J. Hill, who now, you know, might be the best player out of the class, and he's doing it with the Bengals winning a Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. Uh, they took Kyle Loletta in the fourth round and R.J. McIntosh in the fifth round. And then remember, they also had a supplemental pick they used on Sam Beal, who never worked out as a corner, too. So right. Gettleman was atrocious in that first year. And the Giants simply 
cannot have that. As rookies report to camp on Tuesday, they cannot have a draft class like they had in 2018. Joe Shane needs to have the foundation built here. Um, you know, as you look up and down, Thibodeau, Neil, Robinson, Azudu, and then you get into guys like Flott and Bellinger and Belton, as I mentioned, Micah McFadden. Um, down and down you go. This is a lot of draft picks they took. There's going to be a lot of infusing new guys. But again, I just, I know we're all excited if you're a Giant fan. Camp is starting. This is new blood, new coach. You know, there, there is some star value, at least internally with the Giants, with some of the guys the Giants have. But I, I caution everybody, calm down on what this rookie class will be for the Giants because history tells us you're going to likely be more disappointed than not. Which, Tommy, I, I don't think is unfair to say, and, and I guess will round me out and bring to this next debate we could have on this draft class, which is you you want to throw Robinson in there, you want to throw the guard, Izudu in there. I don't know how you could do that before Neil. But in your mind, what's the more important immediate hit? Evan Neal or Kayvon Thibodeau? Neal. Definitely. I mean, to me, when you're talking I about agree. the trenches and a guy like that who should come in right away, pick it up, get get going, you could see an immediate difference if he's a presence there in the offense and the way they could protect Jones, move the football a little bit, uh, that, without, without a doubt. And Kayvon, of course, when he's a defensive player, comes in with that star power, that sexiness, that moxie. He's great on the, on the microphone. He, I think, is the, obviously has the most potential to blossom into that 10-year superstar player, a guy when we think about this era, hopefully, of Brian Dable, Joe Shane football, where they make the playoffs, maybe get hopefully get back to the Super Bowl, win one. He'll be a cornerstone, certainly, on the defensive end. But the, the offensive lineman, to me, that's always where it starts, uh, especially at where they're at right now, the Giants. Yeah, and, and for me, I would agree with you. It is Evan Neal, but kind of, kind of with an asterisk because – 